Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. Are you still playing water polo where you are? I haven't played. In, I was for a while until until maybe two years ago. I kind of stopped playing. Um, but yeah, no, I was traveling around and playing. We are playing in tournaments that were in places like Austin and, and Arizona and, and internationally yeah. and whatnot. Did anybody ever recognize you and know who you were and try to drown you in the pool for whatever their reasons would be? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, mostly because I just wouldn't park their car when they asked me to. <laughs> the Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. So who knew Jeff Ma was going to be that funny? In fact, I have an email here about Jeff Ma. Michael, why don't you just vamp for a while and let's see if I can... Well, your, your unanswered question as to the price per pound of my turkey, final price guess. Per pound, ours was $4.60 and was not worth it. Um, I don't know, $1.10? $1.99. Oh, $1.99. Just under 20-pound bird, very affordable. A little more expensive But I've decided I that I hate raw poultry and I never want to cook Thanksgiving again. Good for you. Thanks. Good for you. <laughs> Mike Heideck, NBC Connecticut News in Avon, Connecticut, right outside Bristol, Connecticut, Avon. The Country Club of Avon. Dr. Hoff, yes, where I've played many times with Norby and with Ravi. Dr. Hoffwaff, who knew the dry monotone master the slide rule had a sense of humor? Please keep setting up Jeff Ma for his snarky comments on elite private schools, water polo, and other one percenter stuff. His comments about not parking people's cars properly, hysterical, and snide slights of all the other schools for the rich. Too funny. Thanks for the laughs and making the process palatable. Isn't that nice? I mean, I didn't. Who knew? Who knew, as, as we like to say. All right, I hope everybody had uh, a pleasant Thanksgiving. I hope you didn't crowd yourselves indoors with a lot of people, many of whom were probably asymptomatic, and soon you will have the virus as well. And if you do, please stay away from me. But I hope your Thanksgiving was pretty good. Yeah, on a lighter note. Yeah, I hope it was pretty good. Um, we were alone. Um, you know, Michael and Liz and the boys had Chan and Moni and... and and, and was Kate there too? Kate I was there as well. So Kate. that's fine. And that would that we would have put it over the top in terms of people, and you don't Our want house to do was that. Properly tested, but we're hoping to see you in a safe way this afternoon. Yes, and that would be great. I did get to go play golf yesterday, which was a lot of fun. In a late September day, to have a crystalline blue sky dotted with clouds, but crystalline blue and temperatures in the high sixties was extraordinary. You're just you're extraordinary. Tongue, a late September day. It's late November. Late November. Oh, I said September? Yeah. That's because it, it felt, felt like it. September. It was just, it was remarkable. Now, today is not going to be as good, but I'm going to go play again. Nigel, uh, Sean, did you do anything out of the ordinary or anything where you would say, let's appreciate this particular part? Well, I, I don't think you know this. In England, we actually have a very own Thanksgiving Day. Uh, it's a few days after your Thanksgiving, and it, we give thanks that the pilgrims left. We're like, oh, they're finally gone? <laughs> Great, now we can eat. So no, That's good. That's good. Sean, how was your turkey? It was very good. I went over. My cousin is obsessive about making turkey, and it was just me, his wife, my girlfriend, and my cousin so okay four so people that's and one kid and it was that's great. fine a dry brine or a wet brine uh he actually did uh, uh butter under the, the skin and okay. like some Classic. sort of an injection thing as it cooked and it was really good botox botox for the yes. turkey 
That's what that is. Do you remember is. those old fl- uh, the f- old flavor injectors that yes. you'd use for the Ronco rotisserie? Yes. yes I wish sure. I had one of those yesterday. So, you know, when you had that beautiful day on the golf course, I, oh. was, I was stuck inside trying well, to make sure everything was food safe because your daughter has made me so paranoid. Yeah. So I've got multiple. The, the standing cool rib down. roast, she, she oh, sent stunning. a picture of it. Just so Why can't gorgeous. we just have a standing rib roast rather than turkey? Just or so the beautiful. night before, you're unpeeling nasty plastic bags under the shadows of the fridge trying to make sure you can get the brine right. No, we didn't. We didn't have a brine. That's why. Oh, but, could you taste the difference? Well, I can tell you this: that I felt that my turkey was born, raised, killed, and cooked in the Sahara Desert. <laughs> I felt that if it was any drier, we could have just crumbled it up for sawdust. It just didn't work, and it just didn't. It just didn't. You work. know, this is going to come back to mom, right? Well, but I, it's not her fault. It's not our fault. Well, apparently, I, I heard you were walking the dog it was when my the stuffing fault. was ready. It was my fault. I waited too long to eat, so the bird dried out. It was somehow my fault. These now, did, things happen. Did you guys have a homemade gravy? Because that's the step. We had no gravy. We are about we to no throw gravy. the bird out because the gravy is this unnecessary, complicated step where you have multiple things going on the bird. No, we had no gravy because, as you know, the next day I like to eat it with that Heinz stuff oh, yeah, in that a jar. Heinz homestyle thick gravy. Yeah, so so that's why we had no gravy. But it was, it, you know, I was happy because I had a lot of candy, um, you know, and I had wine. And so I was happy. Well, you got to play. I was happy candy. and I got to play. I got to play, and I got to play with you the day before, you and Chan, and that was really, really good, and I enjoyed myself enormously. You birdied 11. I birdied queen. 11. Yeah, I birdied 11, so that was, that was, I You've was You birdied 11 a lot this, this early winter. Well, because, because the gold tees for seniors are way up, and you get over the hill, and it's an easier shot into the green. That was an unreachable hole for me from the regular tees. I'm up 100 yards, and that's why that happens, and I'm grateful for that. I wanted to talk about something small here um i i I want to say that the next time i talk about ordering anything online everyone is instructed to say don't ever do this again please don't ever don't ever go into your phone don't ever order anything click on anything it's a mistake you 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 are seduced by the low price and it's it's awful so this is what happened new dungarees i'm hoping i went to eddie bauer online which is a mistake and I saw a pair of chinos, and I thought, I'll try them. They said they were normally $80, and so you were going to get them for 40 And I had a $10 promo code, so I was going to get them for 30 And I signed up for no-cost shipping. So I was pretty excited, and they would come within the next year at some point. Um, and I had, and those of you who want to remind me, but you had a bad experience with shirts with Eddie Bauer, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So you don't have to remind me. But I thought, you know, let's give it another shot. So I do these things that I think I'm supposed to do. And I write in the promo code where I think I'm supposed to write it in. And I give them my credit card number. And I do these things I think I'm supposed to do. And they say, we will now send you an email as to what you have bought. As to what you have bought. Like a confirmation when you've clicked purchase. Well, I guess. I don't know what I clicked. So I... It's not like they're going to pull get a wild an card email. and change your order. Well, well, I get an email that says I've ordered two of the exact same pair of oh. pants, and yeah. it's $86 with tax and shipping, and there's no $10 off for the promo code. So I immediately write them an email 
And I go, no, 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 no. I, I wanted one pair of pants. That's all I wanted. And I had this promo code and I don't know. I don't want this. And it gets bounced back to me as this place does not receive emails, does not receive emails. So now I'm stewing in my own juices, which, by the way, would have been I wish the turkey had stewed in my own juices. <laughs> and you certainly are salty enough. Yeah. And and so then I do everything I can uh, to get somebody to get to a real live person. And this three times on Thanksgiving, three times on Thanksgiving, once calling American Express about a bill that I got that I didn't recognize at all, once calling the company who billed us for this thing that I didn't recognize at all, and once calling Eddie Bauer. I just want to say, I'll tell you where it's not a holiday Thanksgiving, in the Philippines, because that's where all three of the human beings that I talk to work. Because I would say, because you always ask this, because it's a different accent. You know, it's a little difficult. It's difficult for them to understand me, difficult for me to understand them. And I say, where are you? And the first response is always, we're out of the country. And then I go, okay, physically, where are you? And in each case, it was the Philippines. And, and they were very nice to say at the end of every conversation, have a happy Thanksgiving, which was very nice. Because I, I doubt, I'm guessing, but I doubt they don't celebrate Thanksgiving in the Philippines on this day. That's all I'm saying. They may have a Thanksgiving holiday. That's not a universal holiday. Correct. They don't have it in Canada. They don't have it in Mexico. It's not the same. They don't have it in England. They have something like a harvest day, a Thanksgiving day, but it's not the same day. Anyway, anyway, I mean, I was on the phone for at least 30 minutes with this particular gentleman. And I kept trying to say, I, I even had written down, as Michael can see, I'd written down the code. I had the code. Oh, you have a, you, you have I script. I explained everything and I don't know what's going to happen. And he said, well, you know, you can send it back, but you have to go on your computer to access the um, shipping label. And I go, no, 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 can't, can't go on the computer. Don't have a computer, can't do it. Don't know how to do it. Please help me, please. And he said, okay, we'll send you the label. Now, I don't know if this is ever going to come. And then he gave me the address. He gave me the address of the Eddie Bauer Distribution Center in Groveport, Ohio, and it was very hard to get the Groveport. You know, you have to say one letter at a time and all of that. And it took an awfully long time. I have no faith that I'll ever get anything other than a bill for $84. I have no faith. And I'll get two pair of these stupid pants. All right. Is it, is it just, 45 I, I, minutes of your time on Thanksgiving with your family more valuable than $88? It's just, I, I want to be told no, Tony. Like, I, like, just slap my hand. Take the phone away from me. Don't let me order online. It's disastrous. If you ask me the only downside for the pandemic for me, because I'm working in my house and, and everything is fine. You know, it, it's and really you have fine. Your health. Yeah. The only downside for me is that I wander into online shopping and mm. just, just get destroyed all the time. This other thing, there's something called Bluehost, B-L-U-E-H-O-S-T. And I have a bill on my American Express card for $19.07. And I don't know what it is. And I say to Carol, what is this? And she says, she doesn't know what it is. And I said, well, it's on your card. Is it a one-time It's on bill your card. Is it, a, is it a recurring cost? So I call American Express, and they say to me, this is the sixth bill this year you've had from them. I go, really? Because I, I tend to look at the bills. This is why you check the statements. All the time. So I say to Carol, call Blue House. She says, oh, no, 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 you can't call them, because then it's a scam. 
And I go, no, no, what do you mean? I believe you already passed. The so I called button. American <laughs> Express and they <laughs> yeah. said, you need to call them. So I called them, got somebody in the Philippines. And I said, I don't know why you're billing me. And what it is, is a domain name thing. I told you this over the phone. And they said, what is your domain name? And I said, I, I don't have a domain name. That's a good one. I don't have a, I don't, I don't understand these bills. Why are you billing me? So that is in the process. I, I would say it's in the process of being resolved, but it isn't. It's in the process of being delayed to when I forget it. I mean, that's the strategy, right? That's the strategy Absolutely. of all companies. Absolutely. They just, they just delay you and delay you and delay you. And eventually you either die or you forget it. I'm, you know, at my age, I'll die. A blue host. I don't, I, I, how did they get this number? How, how does this happen? And I guess I let it go because Carol's, Carol's bills are just littered with PayPal yarn things, just yarn, just in, just incessant balls of yarn or patterns to use, to use for the yarn. And so if it's under a certain amount, it's under 20 bucks or 15 bucks, I'd usually let it go. So this is what's happened. What do you make of this? Don't, you know, how does this happen? And I, I'm hopeful that people who are listening today say it's just like us. He's a fool. He's just like us. It's even better knowing that this is what you were doing while we were struggling to get the gravy to thicken, that you were on the phone for 45 total minutes with these two companies. Three. No, I was on with American Express. Okay, I, I forgot. I, I was on that. with Bluehost, Blue whatever Bluehost well, is. you can't call them, obviously. You know, and then I was on with uh, the Eddie Bauer people. And in each particular case, uh, it's, what is the correct word? It's not, frustrating is not the correct word, because I, I don't feel that it's going to go smoothly. But it just goes so much longer. I mean, I see my life draining away. You know, I'm just, you know and so often I just want to say, stop, stop. It's my I, fault. Sure I apologize and just hang up. So many of you probably received the exact same lands and email i just wonder what piqued your interest as to no no it was, it was not it was eddie bauer eddie bauer okay. i had nothing to do i had nothing to do i was sitting in a well seat. the early game was terrible I, the college basketball i can't i can't watch it i just can't watch it it just seems monotonous now what color did you get for the two pair of pants uh cobalt dark gray black I don't want the two pair of pants and they won't fit you. And I was trying a new, not only that, I was trying a new size. I don't even know if it'll fit. I don't have any idea. It's such a waste of money. This is what happened with the LL Bean jeans that I've just eaten it. I've just eaten the LL Bean jeans. Did I can't you get a slim even, fit. I can't even tapered? put them on. No, just regular, natural. Now, you, you said you called regular. all Maybe. those people. Did you try calling your council member? To see if they can straighten this down for <laughs> no, you? No, because he's lame duck now. I oh. liked him so much, Brandon Todd. I liked him so much. I even wrote him a note after he lost. I just said, you were great. And I hope you stay in public service because you were great. No, no. I just, I don't want to be a pest. I don't want to be annoying. I'm sure I am both of those things, a pest <laughs> and annoying. And all I ever think of is, well, I may as well just talk about this on the podcast. And I wonder if other people have these problems. Do you think other people have these problems? I have a problem. I, I, uh, problem is overrated. These issues. It's issues. not as Rob used to say, no, 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 no. We have an issue. We don't yet have a problem. So do you think other people have these things or is it just easy for other people? They know how to order. They know what they're doing. I added to cart. I just thought I added one. I don't know how you I got a second one. You always have to check the total items. Yeah, I didn't know where a, they were. 
There's always a review. And I write the little box that you can't see. I write emails and they get bounced back to me all the time. They say these people don't accept emails. Well, these are the people charging me. What do you mean they don't accept emails? See, that's what's surprising. Normally, if you get an email out to customer service within like the first half hour and there's a record of it, they'll, they'll probably cancel that order. And they ask me 87 times for proof of who I am. I mean, okay. I mean, I get it. But do I have proof of who you are? I don't know who you are. And I'm sure that at some point, all my bank accounts will be drained. I will have done something terrible. And then so again, so just as give a, your credit card number to anyone as a public service. Just don't let me do this. If you see me doing this or if I call you and I say, hey, I got this idea. I saw this thing on. Just no, don't let me do it. We'll take a break. Uh, Jason LaConfora will join us when we return. I am Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the Butcher Box ad. I don't even have to read the copy. I get Butcher Box. I fully and heartily endorse Butcher Box. I love the other day we made just regular hamburgers that we got from the supermarket and they weren't nearly as good. They were good. They were fine, but they weren't nearly as good as Butcher Box. The Butcher Box fillets I love. I love the salmon. I love the chicken and the pork chops and the chicken thighs. I'm a devotee of Butcher Box. So I'm the person who's telling you, I'm not even reading the copy. I mean, I'll read it down the road, but I'm not even reading the copy because I'm telling you sincerely that, that, you know, there's, of all the ads that we do, there's a bunch of ads where I go, this is good. This thing is good. So I'm telling you this thing is good. You don't have to get it. You don't have to get it. But I mean, if you get it, the meat comes to you, the meat and the chicken and the fish that comes to you. And, you know, you don't have, it saves you a trip. You know, that's all I'm saying. Saves you a trip. Uh, no added antibiotics or hormones ever. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals. It's a monthly thing. Um, options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage pork. Heritage pork. That's so cool. I wonder if they have degrees. Wild-caught Alaskan <laughs> salmon and sugar nitrate-free bacon. I also have a wonderful email about ButcherBox that I'll get to in the regular part of the show. It's the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat. With ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat around for just about $6 a meal. And they have free shipping nationwide except Alaska and Hawaii. So I guess if you're separated by water or large land masses, you can't get it. For a limited time, this is the part that rankles me, as you know. For a limited time, new members get six free grass-fed, grass-finished steaks when they go to butcherbox.com slash cadence. That's two New York strips and four top sirloins added to your first box for free. Act quickly. This offer is only good through Cyber Monday. So that's what? That's next Monday? Next Monday. Cyber Monday is next Monday. That's six grass-fed, grass-finished steaks for free in your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash cadence. K-A-D-C-A-D-E-N-C-E. They are our partners. Um, but they are partners to a lot of people doing podcasts. This is a way for ButcherBox to measure the effectiveness of their advertising on the Cadence properties. But, but it is not a way to, to effectively measure the effectiveness through this show. We're cut out of this show. I'm going to eat it on this one, and I'm going to live with it because I think the product is good. That is ButcherBox.com slash Cadence. You're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. I'm so sorry to tell you that you people missed what was so funny. This is a restart. We had the wrong music and I was going on and on and on. And I always think that the mistakes we make are what make us humane. You know? So anyway. Yes. Uh, this comes from Glenn Winters, who writes, as with the rest of America, these are uncertain times for the official opera composer of the Tony Kornheiser Show. That's me, Sparky. 
All the performing arts, including my employer, are struggling to hang on today and plan for tomorrow. Any littles out there who enjoy opera, ballet, theater, or other forms of live music might consider making a gift to an arts group in their community, and I endorse that position. A few years ago, I wrote a children's opera based on Hans Christian Andersen's story, The Emperor and the Nightingale. Here's one of the Nightingale songs sung by soprano Sarah Gilbert. Not that Sarah Gilbert is my guess, and accompanied by Cody Martin. It's called Music is My Gift to You, and I offer it in the spirit of my suggestion of gift giving. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you for your podcast. They distract me from how much my feet hurt when I walk my dog. Glenn Winters. Lovely, lovely. And it plays in um, Jason LaConfora of CBS Sports and of Baltimore Radio. And so all of the questions that I started to ask now take second position to the larger questions about the team that you probably know best, the Baltimore Ravens. There's a report this morning, I only saw it this morning, maybe it was out there yesterday, that Lamar Jackson has now mm -hmm. joined a number of teammates in testing positive. This game, I'm going to go long here because I'm going to set something up. This game was supposed to be yesterday evening. The NBC game would have had one of the three highest ratings of any games this year other than playoff games. It kills on Thanksgiving night. If you're NBC, you're dying that the NFL took this game away. Absolutely dying. It has been postponed to Sunday. It may not go Sunday. Here is my overall question to you, and then you can take this in any direction you want. My assumption has always been, Jason, that the protocols of the NFL for dealing with the coronavirus, the contingencies of the NFL, take into account something like this. So I am asking, why don't they just play this game? They have flexible rosters. I understand it hurts Baltimore, but at some point, the rules should, in my mind, become the rules, and that's the breaks of the game. If you want to tell me I'm dead wrong, please have at it now. Well, they, they don't. They don't know that this is under control yet or close to under control. Right. Um, there could there are a couple of different issues they're looking at, one in a weight room, another I hear regarding maybe a prayer group. Uh, the numbers are trending in the wrong direction, not the right direction. Uh, and, and I think really the reason that this game has, has garnered so much attention and so much hand-wringing is because of what you, you started with that this is a particular window that draws huge ratings and oh, we've had the yeah. butt fumble and it's kind of woven into the fabric of the league now, but it's also an arbitrary Thursday, like in a, in a league in the middle of a pandemic where they played on a Tuesday, that's not right. that long ago. And, and so I, I think any other week, if there's still four new positives and there's no sense that there's not going to be more positives to come, the thinking has been, well, do we really want all these guys driving to the facility, you know, gathering together with their masks, throwing their suitcase in a bus, going to an airport, getting on a plane, spending all that time together, going to a hotel, and then going and playing a football game where we, as much as the league has said, we don't believe the virus has, by and large, been um, contracted through the course of playing football, there's zero scientific evidence that would tell you one, one way or the other. You know, we've had 11 goes at this across the league through 11 weeks, and it doesn't look like it's spread that much um, from team to team, but it may further spread within teams. 
they don't have their hands around this one yet. It, it's much closer right. to the Tennessee situation than it is some of these other ones it's being compared to. And they haven't played games yet thinking, oh, there might be another five or six tomorrow. It's been when, okay, now there's no new positives, and we don't think there's going to be any other new positives because of what the data is telling us and what the contact tracing is telling us and what all the evidence is telling us. So we, we think we're kind of out of the woods now, and they're going to have to go forward with whoever's you know, not on the COVID-restricted list and, and play this game. You know, I, I think the concern, had they played this game on Thursday, was you're going to see not just four or five new Ravens today and tomorrow, but you might start seeing five or six Steelers as well. Um, they, this, is a still, this is a dangerous situation. Um, from a health standpoint, and right. there's older people in that organization. The idea of assembling a traveling party with where this stands right now and doing it again on a Wednesday or a Thursday just because that's when the game was supposed to be, or now doing it at one fifteen Sunday because that's the next arbitrary time we made, it, we made up to say, NBC, you can televise this event then. Um, I just don't think that's going to hold up given – what's going on right now in in that building within that organization and the fact that if if we talked in 12 hours and there were five new Ravens positives I wouldn't be surprised you don't think that game will be played Sunday do you no okay so if I were and I'm I'm not trying to be argumentative but if I sat with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would say we have now been victimized a couple of times this year. We're having this wonderful season. We, Because the teams we were supposed to play, we've had our schedules moved around, and now we'll probably have to do this, you know, a week 18 or something like that. Do they have legitimate gripes at this? Or do you think, no, we're all in this together, we're all equal, and the contingency says we can't play this now? It's not, you know, don't blame anybody. I mean, they, I, look, if they, they can blame the strength coach in Baltimore. Um, they can blame a, a bunch of people in Tennessee for doing illegal practices, for, yeah. you know, improper intake. Like, I, I understand the anger and the frustration. Um, but I think what the league would say is, you know, um, if we let you play on a team where we think, the, you know, five to 10 to 12 players may be potentially carrying this thing, and you're dealing with this next week, your perfect season's probably not happening. Like, all your dreams go down the drain, too. Like, do you want to play three games without Ben Roethlisberger or two, depending on the timing of these games? I, I, I mean, my kids don't know if they're going to school virtually, not at all. I mean, Baltimore County schools got hacked ransomware. They don't, these kids can't even go to school virtually now, coming out of the holiday, until they pay a ransom to some foreign entity that shut down their entire virtual school. Like, there's a lot, like, oh. you know what I mean? I, deal with it. Uh, everybody's yeah, okay. dealing with all kinds of things. Do you want to have a, like, if we just say what the hell here, and we do it a couple other times, are we playing the playoffs? Like, this is, <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a real thing. And I'm sorry that they lost, that their buy got changed, and I'm sure, um, there's people who were looking at this as a second mini buy to have this long break. Um, but guess what? If they play on Tuesday, you kind of just had an eight day break there too. And, um, 
Is it perfect? No, but at least you can decide whether you want him to practice or not. There's a lot of teams that don't have that option. Is there any sense of uh, Baltimore breaking any particular rules? Is there oh, any yeah. sense? Yeah, so what, what, what is this, the reporting on that at the moment? Um, yeah, they definitely have had a strength and conditioning coach who was at work um, when he wasn't feeling 100% and should have stayed home. Um, proper use of face masks in the weight room is under question. Um, general sort of protocol uh, protocols within that particular part of the building don't seem to have been followed um, nearly as, as uh, nearly to the degree that they should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's, I've, I've heard some concerns also maybe about again, a prayer service and a team chaplain and whether everything was was being conducted exactly as it should be in that regard. Um, and that's where this thing seems to have been sort of spreading from. Um, they've disciplined one of their strength coaches, but I don't think that's going to be enough to ultimately keep the organization from facing some sort of fine or penalty well, from uh, the league. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders have been fined and Dr. Draft choice already. So, I yeah, mean, I, yeah, I, and they've had repeated, I mean, the Ravens have had repeated instances. Um, and this is one where it's not like you had, you know, 20 players, hey, we're just going to go do our own, we're going to go rogue, and we're going to do our own practices at this school field. Um, it, it's not um, It's not something where I, you know, based on anything I've heard, that the upper reaches of the organization, you know what I mean, we're, we're like, it, like rampant, just do whatever you want to practice, we don't care what's going on. And there's a lot of people trying to work really hard to do everything the right way throughout that organization. Um, and they were an organization that was being lauded internally by the league at various times this year. But it only takes one or two individuals doing, you know, acting foolishly, um, not being super smart about this. And then once it's brought into the building, you know, they thought, they thought and hoped they had their arms around it on Monday. Clearly, that, that's not close to being the case right now. Okay, uh, just on a, on a just a small side note, you work for CBS. I work for ESPN and ABC. I guess um, NBC. This was going to be a monster rating. Is there a make good? In other, in other words, will the NFL try and do something? If you had, for example, on CBS, if you had, uh, well, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, which you do have, um, if you had something like that, or if you had Kansas City, Pittsburgh, giant game. And you lost it, you would you would seek redress, right? You'd seek aid. Yeah, I don't I don't know how much of that's going on right now, just given the 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 hand that everybody's been dealt. Um, yeah, there are ongoing negotiations as well for all of these packages, which I think you have to keep that in mind. Like, how much are you going to go DefCon when you're still in a very active negotiation that's going to affect not just one game. But you know, hundreds of games over a large period of time. Um, so I think you have to be, you know, sort of be mindful of that. I, I don't get the sense that people are, you know, raging out over what's going on. And, and we've had games that were moved. I mean, I think Kansas City, New England, at the time that was supposed to happen, looked like one of the games of the year, 
And, you know, it ended up getting moved to a weird time slot, um, I think, an early Monday, and there was no Camp Newton. It wasn't anything yeah. close to what it would have been. I, I, you know, I think everybody kind of has to roll with the punches here a little bit, and could there be some make-dos on the other end? I, I mean, maybe. If this game is played, I don't know, on a Tuesday night. It'll get a big number. And it's probably everybody still will okay. Watch. You know, I yeah. don't know what it's up against, yeah. but um, – it, it, it's this is a difficult circumstance for everybody, and I think people are by and large trying to keep their focus on the big picture, and especially when it comes to the business of broadcasting NFL games. You know, everybody's hopeful that next season doesn't look anything like this, and hopefully, no yeah. future seasons do. And and there's about to be mega billion dollar contracts negotiated here. Well, they're being negotiated, and they're they're probably closer to being finalized than anything else. On a, on a lighter note, how'd you feel about the fourth down fake punt by the Cowboys who wow. should never have won a single game all year? Wow. They should be 0-10. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel for that organization, what they're going through right now. Um, losing Marcus Paul, a beloved figure there that, that died suddenly and, 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 and tragically. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of people, um, you know, who, who are probably still trying to get their heads around that in that organization. And yeah, that uh, that coaching staff's been under fire for a while now. Um, there's certainly going to be changes to that coaching staff. I don't think it involves the head coach, probably just yet. I don't think Jerry's ready to admit defeat on that. Um, but they, they are really a hopeless bunch right now. Um, it's just the dynamic again, and we've talked about it before. When the when the owner is that involved in every football decision. And he really doesn't want to be wrong. Um, you get a scenario where the owner's going on the radio every week saying, you know, the running back's our best player, Zeke's our best player. And he's not your best player. He's not even your best running back right now. But <laughs> they, can't, they can't make that decision. They can't bench him because when they bench him, it's a unified front between the owner and the running back saying, what are you doing? He's our guy, the $90 million running back. Of course it can't be him. Well, no, actually any metric would say Pollard is far outperforming him. It's a better fit with the way our offensive line is constructed right now and gives us far and away the better chance to win any particular play. Um, but that's not that's, – doesn't matter because it's not this is an ulterior universe like the die's already been cast like he's telling you who he wants to play and how much by how much he pays them and you don't just go to the general manager to have those discussions you're also talking to the owner who's basically in cahoots with the players because he always falls in love with the players and thinks well i picked them how can they not be that great so that's uh, i that. i Yes, I'll give you one more, and, and then I'll ask you to plug your radio show after this. Bruce Arians, how is he viewed in the, around the league? He is killing Tom Brady. I'm not even going to say it's not deserved, but it's just so odd week after well, week after week. It's certainly unnecessary. It's certainly unnecessary. Yes. Deserved or not, the point's been made. Um, this is who B.A. is. This is sort of not surprising to people who know him well and, and – um, he's not a guy at this stage of his life and his career who's going to change a whole lot, who's going to worry about placating anybody. He's just going to, you know, on the field in terms of what he wants his football to look like, that ain't changing. No risk it, no biscuit. Um, I don't know that that's the uh, smartest approach to take with this quarterback at this stage of his career. 
but we're, we're, we're deep into this thing now, and ain't nothing changed schematically, and I don't think he can expect much to now. And same thing with his personality, and it's something that people in the media love him for, and he's a great interview, and I've had great interactions with him over the years. Um, but that doesn't always play well with players, especially a player of this stature and magnitude who's accomplished so much and is used to being beat up in the meeting room in front of the team uh, by the coach, but not so much publicly. And when you talk to people who've advanced scouted them, you talk to people who've really studied what's going on there. Um, Could Brady play better? Sure. But uh, he's far from the biggest problem they have. All right. Plug your radio show, which we want people to listen to. Appreciate that tone. You cannot listen to us today uh, on Friday because we have Maryland basketball uh, in our time slot. So no inside access today, but come Monday, hopefully the Ravens are about to play a football game or maybe even had played a football game, although I doubt it. Uh, either way, we'll talk about what happened or what's to come from 2 to 6 on inside access on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. You can check us out streaming anywhere. Um, on 105.7 The Fan or the Radio.com app. And hope everybody there had a great Thanksgiving and uh, enjoy the games this weekend. And best to Copper. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Jason Lockenfora <laughs> is not just the best guest. He is so far the best guest that you're able to sneak other people in there and actually say they're the best guest because Jason has lapped the field by so much. All right, uh, we will get out of here. Tori Clark, who we haven't talked to in a while, will join us when we return. I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the Lincoln Financial ad. I like this ad. You know that. Hey, everyone, this new world we're living in has me and my family talking a lot more. I mean, we're talking about everything from how much greater was the greatest of all time than today's greatest, to how to make sourdough bread, which both Michael and Elizabeth can do and do, to how to make standing rib roasts, which Elizabeth can do, and Michael is jealous and wants to do that. I can do it as well. Thank Uh, you very much. Oh, good. Then please come here and make a standing rib roast. To how excited we are that football is finally back. And trust me, that last one's important. All about the reverse seer. I was able to watch um, certainly the second game yesterday. I was able to watch every second of it. It made me happy. Uh, It says, I can't keep watching my dog run circles in the backyard and call that a spectator sport. I actually can, and she's (laughs) digging it up, and it's it's a mud pit now. It's a mud pit. Uh, but despite how talkative we all are, the people at Lincoln Financial want to point out the one conversation that most people still have not had, your financial plan. So do find time to talk to your loved ones about it, because the more we talk, the better we plan, protect, and retire. That's why Lincoln Financial is here to help you get the right questions to start your conversation at LincolnFinancial.com. Let me praise this ad one more time in this regard. They don't give you words that are difficult to say together. There is a sense of rhythm of the copy. Someone did the smart thing, which is read this aloud themselves before they ask some dope like me to read it. It's really well done in that regard. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the Cane Bay Cobra Corral. This is from Somerville, South Carolina and Cane Bay High School. They have played us in before. It's lovely beyond words. This is written by William Bennett, this note, and I'm reading it. Just wanted to pass along the latest recording of the official choir of the Tony Kornheiser Show. While the pandemic and quarantines have slowed us down a little, the Cane Bay Cobra Chorale has managed to continue to create music in this trying time. We're back at school, but with only about 60% of our singers attending in person, the rest joining along at home via a virtual meeting. 
We do have the great luxury of a weekly Monday night rehearsal where we can get all of our singers together. Temperature checks are performed and singers are spaced about eight feet apart and wear masks to sing. It's not ideal, but it does allow us to continue making music. The attached file is a Renaissance work entitled Christus Factus Est. Christus Factus Est by Felice or Felice Anero Felice Enrio. I'm bad on these pronunciations. We hope you enjoy our performance. We do. We do. And if you and Michael want to help with singing the Reginald jingle, I'm your man. Be well. <laughs> uh, as Michael knows, people's original music is welcome here, and you can be assured that it will be played without me yammering over it at the end of the podcast. Michael, how do people send in their stuff? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at com. So... For those of you who have listened to this show for years, since we went into the podcast mode, what's about three years, three, four years, something like four. that, you know that the, the format for most of those years was this way. We would have regulars in, Michael would be in, Nigel would be in, and then two people every day from a cast of people who we love, Jeannie McManus and Tori Clark and Chris Saliza and Gary Braun and David Aldridge, and they would sit and we would do the show and we would not be so guest heavy and we would have news segments. And that's the show that we all know the best and love the best. And we haven't done that lately because of the pandemic, because I'm sitting in my dining room doing the show and it's not safe for people to be sitting around, um, whether, you know, in your house or in a prayer group with the Baltimore Ravens or anything like that, you know, the Supreme Court's decision to the contrary. Um, that indoor situation is not the safest. So we haven't talked to the regulars nearly as much as we'd like, and we miss them. And Tori will join us now. Tori's out in Virginia. The first thing I wanted, well, how was, how was your Thanksgiving? How much of your family was there? What did you do? It's great to hear everybody's voices. Um, our Thanksgiving was lovely out here. Beautiful weather yesterday. Absolutely beautiful weather. We were down to the nuclear four, Brian, Devin, and Charlie, Colin, sadly, about 10, 12 days ago, tested positive. So he was rejected. There was never a question. There was never a, hey, we could set up a tent for you in the backyard. Nope, he's he's out. So he was out, sadly. But we sat outside, and it was beautiful. Well, where where is he? Where is Charlie? Charlie's here. Charlie's with us. Devin's with us. Colin, the oldest one. Oh, Colin. Yeah. And he, yeah, but he was not living with you. He was not living with no, you. No, we we've not seen him for a few weeks. You know, okay, Zoom and things like that. And you know, it had to happen to somebody, so it happened to him. Okay, so you just cut him loose. It's so Godfather-like yeah. the way you do this. I yeah. really there was not. I had, there was never had, an ounce of thought given. To, let's find way work. You know, he said several days. Your, your phone is cutting in and out. Your phone's cutting in and out. Sorry. I'm really sorry. If it gets, I'm standing in one spot. Um, right. I'm, I'm just going to tell you time and time again if you do that. So you had, did you have turkey? Did you, did you yeah. cook? Two turkeys. Yeah. Two turkeys. We always do the inside turkey so the house smells good. And then we deep fat fry a turkey, which we've done for years. So far, no one has blown off a hand. And it's really good and it's really easy. It's, so it, it so does fast. not... It does not explode through the bottom of the deck or anything like that? We put it out on the driveway, you know, or on the grass and keep small children and animals far away. And yeah, so far, at some point, right, if we keep up the tradition, something has to happen. It's just the numbers. But so far, no one has gotten hurt because of a deep fat fried turkey. 
That's good. So have I'm, the fire department on yeah. alert. Yeah, do you, yeah, you yeah, always absolutely. have. You got a hotline absolutely. with the fire department. Well, that's you always have a hose. I would imagine out there in Virginia, a lot of people deep fry, and the fire department is busy on Thanksgiving. Would be my guess, right? Yeah, I think they're busy on Thanksgiving out here because of hunting-related accidents more than turkey-related accidents. Do you, Nigel said you have a new project that you wanted to talk about. I do have a new project. So I, maybe the last time we talked was kind of early in the pandemic, and we talked about how it's causing people to slow down and think about what's important. And very long story short, um, I have started to work on, and I'm going to spend a lot of time working on, two of my favorite things in the, in the world, and that is the military and horses. And there's a growing field of therapy for military vets with PTSD, some other issues, but largely PTSD, in which they use horses. Equine therapy, a very specialized kind of therapy for military vets. And as, you know, as I just said, it's two of my favorite things in the world. Um, I'm absolutely fascinated by this and why it works and why it helps, and I want to help. So I've got to go back to school. I've got to get trained. I've got to get educated. And that's what I'm going to be spending a lot of time on after the first of the year. Okay, so for someone like me who is completely unaware of this, are you saying yeah. that they ride the horses? No. Is that what they do? Is, there's a lot of horses that have been used for, for physical therapeutic reasons for many, many years. And this is not riding the horses. This is working with the horses. This is taking care of the horses. This is oh. cleaning the horses. This is asking the horses to do things they might not want to do. But it's very much about emotions and understanding your emotions and dealing with your emotions and controlling your emotions. And it's a, it's a very different kind of niche form of therapy, but there are probably 30 or 40 places around the country now that do this. And as you guys know, military vets have a lot of problems these days. One of the biggest is PTSD and other right. emotional issues. So there's a real need and people are working hard to try to find ways to expand this kind of therapy. So it's it's sort of like when you work with dogs, like guide you know guide dogs for the blind, where you find out yeah. that dogs can really help, and this is a different sort of thing. It's not riding, it's not dressage, it's actual work, it's yeah, actual it's actually, stall actually, work. Yeah, working with them and relating to okay. them, and one of the reasons it's different than what dogs can do. Dogs, you know, because you've supported some of these guys are terrific yes. in many kinds of therapy. Is dogs don't you know dogs will lie to you. If you, you can be mean to a dog, you can ignore a dog, and he will always forgive you. And if you're dealing with people of PTSD, that's not necessarily a good thing. And what they need is an animal um, that doesn't lie to you. And horses can't lie. If you're afraid, they're afraid. If you're mad, they get mad. Um, and they're, they're flight animals, which is very similar to what we are, actually. So it, it works for a very different and special reason. That's interesting. And you're going to go back yeah. to school? Yeah, i got to go back to school. Get certified on some stuff. Um, a lot of time, but I, I can't imagine anything I'd rather spend time on than those things. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, I had nice. I had an, uh, something happen to me yesterday. I will not use names, but I had I had a conversation with someone, and I was talking about how I was hopeful that these vaccines, the three vaccines, would all work and that they would all be generally accessible. And I said I would take them. And this person I was talking to said I won't take them. I won't take them at all. I don't want to have to take them. Um, yeah. I think the government lies and I don't want to take them. And I, you know, and we had uh, a limited discussion about it because, you know, I, I, it does seem to me that it's someone's right not to take the vaccine, you know, uh, and if, if 
I, I wouldn't imagine that there would. Well, is I think it, I, it? I think it is. What? It yeah. What? So I'm asking you, what do you think? I, yeah, I think that gets into the the, the issue about vac, the you know the anti-vax vaccinators before this. If it puts someone else at risk because you don't want to take it, I I don't know how I feel about that. But well, I if I take the vaccine. I mean, what I yeah. said ultimately was, you can do what you want. If I take the vaccine and you can't give it to me, then via con Dios. But you're saying something different. Yeah, because if in schools and on the oh, your phone, you your phone, oh, your phone. Maybe it's because Boo is shush, shush. Chase it. Try again. Try again. Try okay. again. Any better? A little bit. A little bit. Go ahead. Oh, the dog's so an anti-vaxxer. It's all right. Um, he was an anti-vaxxer, Michael. So <laughs> I think everyone should get vaccinated. I'm terrified at the number of people, including a doctor. I did not talk to him directly, but a good friend of mine, a doctor 10 days ago said he doesn't want to take it. So I think there needs mm-hmm. to be a massive public service campaign to convince people to take the vaccines when they're available. Massive. And so, there should be athletes and entertainers and musicians and influencers of all kinds saying, take the damn vaccine. And TikTokers. So this is, this is what yeah. I'm getting at. This is what I'm getting at. The notion that some people feel I'm not being told the truth. I don't trust the government with this. Do you sense that that is a growing feeling? Yes. Yes. I think people have lost for many reasons. People have lost a lot of faith in important institutions like government, like the healthcare system. I think they have. And, you know, you, you never blame one person, but one person in particular has added to that, that fear so, and those uncertainties. So do you think that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm leading myself down this path, too, that it does then seem that in a Biden presidency, probably the most important thing he could do would be to have a vaccine and convince people to take the vaccine to restore Absolutely. some sort of trust, yes? Absolutely. Can you imagine if by the, at this time next year we're dealing with another wave of this because people haven't been vaccinated and people haven't started behaving the way they really should behave in these kinds of conditions? That, that will take this country down, I think. Mm. Are masks, or do you think masks are part of our life from now on? I, I mean, th- th- you, would, you would go in airports, you would always see certain people wearing masks years from years back. But do you think masks are part of our life from now on? No, I don't. I don't. Although I found an upside to masks. I wear, you know, if I go out and about, which I, I don't go out other than our home and our place here, very much. But right. if I have to go to the store, I wear a baseball cap, my mask, you know, my, my jacket tucked up around my neck. Right. You know, you don't have to wear makeup. I'm not as worried about plastic surgery that I probably needed as like I used to. <laughs> I'm, I'm finding this kind of an upside. And they can be very sporty and very jaunty and like T-shirts. I like wearing T-shirts with a statement on them. You can wear a mask with a statement on it. Do you miss anything in particular? I thought about this the other day and, I, you know... I don't really. I don't really. Oh. There's nothing where I go, God, I really. I, I mean, if I never had it again, I'd live with it. I'd live with it. What do you got? Yeah. We talked about this last night. And yes, I miss hugging people. And oh. you guys haven't known me since I was young, but I was not a hugger. I was not a hugger. And then 9-11 happened and 
I'm a hugger and I'll, I'll hug perfect strangers and I like hugging people and I like having lots of friends around. I like sitting in that crappy little studio with you guys tucked in cheek to jowl, right? I miss that. Yo, we all like it. We all like it. Yeah. I had this, I, I had, I had something happen to me about a month ago. Um, and I had, I was in a doctor's office and I was introduced to another doctor and that doctor reached out and grabbed my hand. And I realized that was the first time that I had done that in six or seven months. Because now, even if you play golf at the end of it, you touch elbows or bump fists or something yeah. like that. But it's, it, it is, it, that human touch is in fact gone. Yes, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. I was thinking more in terms of restaurants and things like that, and, you know, shopping. No, we're, we're, eating, we're eating better. And we've, we've kept a lot of restaurants busy with takeout, I have to admit. But no, we're eating better. It's just, it's missing people. Missing my son. Last night was the first time in 25 years he didn't spend Thanksgiving with us. Yeah. I, again, we're very lucky. We're very, very, very lucky. We've been able to get through this. Um, with a lot better conditions than most people. But yeah, there are things I miss. Yeah, I, I did. I sent notes to both my children saying that I really hope that next year, with a vaccine, that next year we'd be able to have Thanksgiving and we'd be able to eat together and laugh together and it'd be pleasant. I do I do miss that. But I understand it, right? You want, We all understand it. I mean... Yeah, I, do, I do think it's funny. Normally, leading up to the holidays... Everybody is filled with talk of, oh, my God, the holidays, we've got the crazy uncle, and I hate this. And, Mike, remember yeah. last year we had the book, I, I, I Love You, But I Hate Your Politics, How to Deal oh, yeah. With And it's all about the stress and the strain of the holidays, and I can't stand the people I have to spend time with. And this year, I can't. Aunt Bertie that I haven't seen for the last 50 years, we've completely... Yeah. Oh, we've, we've lost you again. It, it just reminds me, I love that commercial okay. where they go, Aunt Joni... And Joni's here. And Joni. Just love the commercial. I think it's so great. Expired. Expired. All right. Be well. I miss Hope your whole you family is well. You Hope your son recovers well. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Love you all. Bye. Tori Clark, boys and girls. We will take a break. We will come back with email and jingle when, I, when we get back. I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. John Cruto, like other listeners, I've become fascinated by Nigel's daily shock that you're going to him for the Bethesda bagel plug. Thought I'd help the lad out. <laughs> so why don't you do the Bethesda bagel ad now? Thank you, oh, John Cruto. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. Bethesda bagels. We love them. You will as well. Uh, go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location nearest you in the D.C. area and then stop on by. It's fantastic. We've got the bagel sandwiches for the second time this week. It truly is a brilliant week. Uh, so stop on in and you will be pleased. That'll do it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me say, kid, the next time I say let's go someplace like Bolivia, Bolivia, then let's go someplace like Bolivia. <laughs> oh, boy, William Goldman. Boy, did he hit it out of the park. Uh, thanks to our guest today, Jason Lockton-Four and our very own Tory Clark. Thanks as well to our sponsors today, Lincoln Financial and ButcherBox. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
GooglePlayRadio.com. If you get the show through iTunes, please leave us a review. Oh, and, and tis the season. TK Lights. It's not going to help you for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but for Johnny O, if you want to double-click and order two pair of cobalt pants, they might be able to help you out. <laughs> use the code so they know you're with us. Uh, <laughs> what is the code again? TK Lights. And it'll help you out through the entire holiday season. From Peter Barnum in California. A few years ago, Tony and the gang talked about a 70s folk song of some renown. What I recall of it was that it was written over a few minutes while a bandmate made dinner at a house in the Shenandoah. I know how little there is to go on, but it's been bugging me for years. Any idea what I'm rambling about from Peter? Do we know? No. No, mm. I've got no clue. I'll look okay. into it, well, we're trying. Yeah. Uh, Tim Brown, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My wife Heidi was driving as we listened to your podcast, Shut Up Chessie, on Thanksgiving Eve. We heard the Butcher Box promo as you yelled at your dog and complained that you never received any free steaks. I ordered a mixed box, added bacon, and plan to enjoy those free steaks more than anything because this means I've reached a level that you have not achieved. Quitters never win. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Chessie. And there's Chessie. Uh, Doug in Sterling, Virginia. I love Mr. Tony's condescending tone when he corrects Nigel for making a mistake. As a lifelong Paul Simon fan myself, I too assumed Mr. Tony was correct and that I had been mishearing this song for decades. But alas, the lyric is indeed, and my mother laughed the way some ladies do. This is on www.paulsimon.com. Good job, Nigel. Don't reset the board to zero. You should do another segment on misheard lyrics. It's been 15 to 20 years since the last one, which was hilarious. New York Times, don't take no ads. Um, I think it's Bubba. Nigel, you think it's Bubba. We all think you it's know, Bubba. I went back and listened, Bubba. and it, you, you swayed me. It sounds like Bubba, but now, you know, I think the only way to solve this for sure is to get Paul Simon on the show. Let Let's him ask him. Up for us. It's yes. not like he's doing anything important these days. Right. Brian yeah, Haley in Salisbury, Maryland. Maybe I can answer two questions at once. Cyber Monday is the day each year the deer begin to hibernate. From Dan Etz in Ann Arbor, Michigan. A few years back, you read an email I sent in about seeing a deer through my bathroom window while listening to you describe your own deer encounter on the podcast. So when I heard uh, the discussion seeing a large buck during an early morning walk, I thought I should share my most recent deer-related experience as i have not yet joined the elite peloton owning members of society i am forced to venture outside for up. exercise at the end of a run the other day i was headed down a hill toward my home when i spotted a large buck cantering along up the hill in my direction this wouldn't be too unusual for our neighborhood except that this buck was literally on the sidewalk and coming right <laughs> at me not wanting to cause a scene i headed out into the street and watched the buck move past without even acknowledging i was there can't get that kind of experience on a peloton can you Thanks for all the years of podcasting. Tell Michael I couldn't make it as the eighth or is it ninth member of his Thanksgiving gathering, sending along a virtual high five instead. From Ken in Philadelphia, no deer do not hibernate, but steel does. That makes me happy. From Jimmy Schneider in Sioux Falls, there are so many deer in my home state of South Dakota that if they had thumbs, we'd all be in chains. November is the season for all those bucks to have relations with as many does as possible. That buck is mad with raging hormones and isn't sleeping or eating. For your safety, I suggest a decoy. Invite Saliza on that morning walk. <laughs> Secretly spray him with doe scent and keep it a safe distance. Eat it on the run, Saliza. Jim Tippett in Bethany Beach, Delaware, which I know well. When my daughter saved me money by attending a state university, I promised to buy her a new vehicle upon graduation. She was given a budget, but foolishly no restriction on the type of vehicle. To my eternal dismay, she insisted on a Subaru Forester. She graduated that December and took ownership the following January. Two weeks later, during a snowstorm, she insisted on picking up her then-boyfriend and going out for a pretentious cup of coffee. They were promptly rear-ended by a snowplow. <laughs> 
Thankfully, no one was hurt, but sadly, she still has the Subaru and married the boyfriend. It's going to be interesting to see which one lasts longer. It's a fabulous email. Just fabulous. From J. Grant McGuire in Huntington, West Virginia. I'm visiting my son in the D.C. suburb of Sherlington, and I'm walking in the wonderful park along Four Mile Run when I tuned into your podcast. My ears perked up when you said you were going off the script on an ad for ButcherBox. Like the lawyer I am, I started taking notes on the phone as I walked. In case you forgot your riff, the notes are as follows. Grass-fed beef, she lambasted me, gave away the nest egg, used the code, people. There should be a separate Tony code. And Eric Londrigan, who's uh, the official amateur cartoonist of the Tony Kornheiser show from Boston, I do want to thank you. Michael is looking at the cartoon of me and him, and it says, attach, you will find a cartoon I drew for the Littles group on the Facebook before I started cooking on Thursday. One is a photo of the completed gag, and the other is a coloring book version you can print and pass on to Bootsy. I hope your holiday was filling and fun. Thank you for the inspiration. Many thanks to all the people who listen Um, I feel that way as I get sort of nostalgic over the holidays and I hope the holiday was good and I hope you all stay safe. If you're out on your bike tonight, everyone as always do wear white. You know, they all get involved and they all got their gear already. And so they're going to be all colored up in, uh, in the maroon and black and yellow. What a dope first place. (laughs) Music is my gift to you. Yeah. <laughs> 